0: hello and welcome back to fishnets and philosophy this is your host bell i know it's been a while that i've been away you haven't heard my voice in your ears but i am making a triumphant return i've decided that given the main type of podcasts i listen to would give me the most joy our podcasts revolving around discussing films or TV and media and culture and how it integrates with society that I want to dip into that so that's what I'm gonna do going forward it's still gonna be fishnets and philosophy I'm still gonna talk about all the fun wonderful stuff I've discussed in the past like sexuality gender society I'm going to do it through the lens of discussing movies and TV shows because the podcast is something I just do as a hobby and I want to enjoy doing it. So I've decided that I'm gonna have solo episodes where once a week I'll just review films that I've watched if you don't already, you can follow me on Letterboxd and I track all the films I'm going to be watching anyway, leaving little brief synopses and reviews. But I'm also going to start doing weekly solo recordings where I just talk about the films I watched and I enjoyed. And then, separate to that, I am going to start doing different series. So say a particular topic like gender and film so I'd have a different guest on to talk about whatever film they want from whatever genre they want that they feel matches whatever topic it is and that's the way we're gonna approach it I hope it works out but this week for my first episode back since my break I'm going to talk about two movies I watched this week, which have both left a lasting impression on me for very different reasons. and They were both very good films I'd highly recommend. First film I'm going to discuss is a film from 2018-19, depending on release schedule and where you were. But It's called The Farm. It was one that debuted at Frightfest, Fest, which is always a good indication of... The type of films you'll get, because the fright fest festival always has great films. But The Farm, it's a film with a really small cast, very small cast of main spoken roles. And the main character is Nora, who's played by the actress named Nora Yesayan. And she has a partner, Alec, who's actually also played by an actor of the same name, Alec Gaylord. And the two of them are a young couple out on a kind of cross-country trip. And they need to stop off in a diner for food and kind of similar in... I guess, Texas Chainsaw style, or really any of the exploitation films, or folk horror in general, really. There is the kind of like ominous stranger who corners the main characters and gives them a message of foreboding, warns them that they're not safe and they should leave. And that recurring trope appears in this film It's done quite well, as the ominous messenger is indeed very creepy and scary. So you can kind of, I guess, understand why him being so scary makes whatever message he's saying kind of fall on deaf ears. So of course our main characters ignore this message and continue on, and essentially they end up getting kidnapped and brought to a farm after they stay in a rundown accommodation. And we turn out, we learn that this accommodation is actually managed by the head of this farm. So they're kidnapped and Nora wakes up in a cage full big body cage and frightened for her life. And then there's a few different kind of men walking around with animal masks on. So you can't see any features, any emotion, which just adds to that terror, you can't see, I guess the humanity, if there is any in what they're doing. But basically, things just go from bad to worse for Nora. She gets brought into this little kind of barn-type setup, strapped into a chair, arms and legs, her legs hoisted in the air. And even without seeing what happens, you kind of have an indication of where things might go. At first the two men going to come in and you think, oh no, something's bad's going to happen here. But then they just gonna make sure that she's secure and they leave. And then a woman, in again a mask, walks in and has basically a syringe with seminal fluid in it. And yep, you guessed it. She inserts it into Nora and impregnates Nora and then they leave Nora back in the cage and transport her from there to essentially a stable. And at first this just seems like very odd oh, and peculiar, why are they doing this? Then later on in the film, we realise that the reason that they're doing this is because of the fact that they literally have a room filled with impregnated women who are lactating hooked up to a milk machine. They are milking these pregnant women. And this scene was really, really visceral. Really stood with me and stuck with me. And I think, I'm unsure, I haven't done much kind of research into the director, into Hans Sharon's Ward, who is the writer and director of the film. Because I kind of like to go in blind for these open discussions. But I wouldn't be surprised if this film, The Farm, is kind of an allegory for the way human society treats animals. Because to get cow's milk, that's literally what happens these cows in their thousands if not millions probably millions when you think about it are forcibly impregnated and hooked up to these machines it's one of those things where people when it comes to eating meat or just having any animal products you kind of want to forget that these animals are also mammals means they go through the same bodily cycles, maybe a different length, but the same bodily cycles as humans. So to get cow's milk, you have to have a pregnant cow. And of course, as this film is about a farm, the people that are captured are also, you know, slaughtered and killed and turned into meat. There is this very kind of like oddly humorous scene where the leader of the farm is on a phone call confirming orders for obviously this type of party and then he goes into the kitchen to make sure that they have enough lasagna and mince for all the dishes and I was watching it and I was just wondering so is this farm dedicated to supply actual cannibals or, do people not know the source of the meat and the milk? And it doesn't let you know either way, or at least from my watching of it, I didn't pick up on this explicit, this is what's happening. And I think that adds to the horror, because in a way, we as humans, because of the way society has gone into mass production, we're no longer part of that process. We just see it on these shopping shelves. We see the packaged meat, we see the bottled milk, we see all the products already made. We don't have a glimpse into the process anymore. So I guess, in some ways, almost similar to the Tesco horse meat scandal. We don't know where what we're eating is coming from. So I guess in one way, the farm is kind of opening your eyes to look, you know, imagine if we did to humans what we do to animals, how unacceptable it would be. So why is it acceptable for animals? Has that message, but then it also just has that message of we literally do not know where the food on our table is coming from, and we seem to have accepted that cognitive dissonance, we're okay with that. So, yeah, the film The Farm is relentless, it doesn't let you turn away, it doesn't let you breathe in the bio for the film, it described it as kind of like a modern equivalent to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I feel that that is very relevant and accurate, because in a similar vein to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the farm grips you, it forces you to see these sights, and it doesn't let you breathe, it's continuous, and it's just a very bleak film there's no enjoyment in this there's no happy ending even it's just a bleak bleak film and it's really successful at what it does which is essentially forcing us to reconcile with the way our society has been set up and the way that we consume what we eat so i would highly recommend this film from the <laughs> perspective of it's really well made and it's a very powerful film. Would I watch it again? I don't know, I don't know if I would because I guess similar to it's it is just really relentless and bleak and There is no joy to be seen in this film, so I don't know if I could sit through it again, but I would highly recommend it. So this moves me on to my next film, which is one that I knew nothing about going into it. It just popped up as a surprise and boy, what a delightful film it was. So this film was called The Manor. It's a new one for Amazon Prime Studios. And Amazon Prime, kind of through working with Blumhouse, they're really starting to make great, interesting horror films. It's really exciting to see the direction they're going. But The Manor is a film for Prime Studios, which is directed and written by the excellent Axel Carolyn. And if you don't know Axel Carolyn's work, change that now. Go search her up on all social media, follow her and watch her past work because she is a fantastic director. But this film was a really refreshing one because it just did something that not a lot of films are doing, or ever do, and it was a nice change. premise of the film is essentially that Judith, who's played magnificently by Barbara Hershey, is a kind of ballet teacher, and she has a stroke, and decides that she doesn't want to her family through the stress of having to care for her so she decides to enlist herself into a nursing home. And this, oh, this film was just brilliant. The one thing is just a film having older women in main big roles that aren't just the granny with no backstory or you know just a background minor character no, no main roles for older women and it was just refreshing because so many films in hollywood so much genre films don't give older women a chance to shine it's like once you reach a certain age and you're a woman your career is done and that's just Fortunate, But essentially, the premise of this film is Judith goes into this nursing home and gradually as the film goes on, she starts to suspect that other members of the nursing home are being killed off by some supernatural entity and it's both her trying to solve this mystery but also her trying to grapple with her own sanity as basically the responsible for what's happening or making her doubt herself so multiple things at play here but it's a beautiful film with terrific performances from Barbara Hershey as Judith and then the amazing Bruce Davison one of those like actors who no matter what he does he's great and everything he's such a great character actor he plays Roland and then the other um older women Jill Larson playing Trish, Fran Bennett playing Ruth. They're kind of this little clique, and they kind of let Judith into their group. And Judith has her own grandson, which is Josh, played by Nicholas Alexander, and he's terrific in this as well. And he loves his grandmother. And it's very interesting because Josh's mother is really distant, doesn't have a good relationship with Judith, and I realise that one of the main reasons is because Jota's mother, she lost her husband, Jota's dad died, so ever since then she kind of just, I guess, retreated into work, into herself, and kind of neglected the relationship that she had with her son. And Judith was the one that essentially really looked after Josh and raised him. So they have this really close bond. And the film just has loads of brilliant moments as Judith kind of tries to solve this mystery. And what I love about... This film is, it does something I love about horror. There's a specific, I like to call it almost research horror. As in part of the film, part of the plot revolves around literally looking up information and researching what's going on. Seeing this Google searching or the library checking, all that. It's one of my favourite genres of horror and the manor leans into that and has moments of that, of lots of research. And it turns out that what's happening seems to be basically witchcraft. And as the film progresses, Judith starts to suspect that Roland, Trish and Ruth are the ones behind everything. That they're the witches. She doesn't really have much evidence. She doesn't know why, but she has a a sneaky suspicion. She tries to escape the nursing home a few times. It isn't successful. And that means that they start sedating her and tying her to her bed. There's one nurse that works in the nursing home that believes Judith. And just when Judith is about to be able to get someone on her side, that doesn't think she's going crazy that nurse miraculously calls him sick and isn't working there anymore. And essentially, she manages to get Josh in this kind of part of the research horror element. He starts to believe her and he does research for her. And kind of discovers and confirms that it is witchcraft that's happening and specifically goes to the diner where she saw a photo and it turns out it's a picture of Roland, Trish and Ruth but back in like the 80s and they're the exact same age they are now so that's definitely one of the signs that something is afoot and then with enlisting the help of Josh she realises kind of essentially what has to happen and she sneaks into Roland's room and finds a hairbrush of hers that had been stolen and her hair is on it and what she does is she actually gets Roland's hair from the bathroom and puts it onto the brush and then Roland sneaks into the room when they're hiding under the bed, grabs the brush and leaves Josh and Judith follow them into the forest and see, as they suspected, they are witches. Roland, Trish and Ruth gathering around this fire, basically making pledges to the satanic forces with, you know, the old gods. And they go through the ritual, they realise that Judith and Josh are watching, they're, you know, Lots of hijinks <laughs> ensue. They have Judith and Josh on their knees, almost about to be sacrificed. Roland completes the ritual. and then the supernatural monster, which is going towards Judith, because that was the command, realizes that that's not the target, because, yep, it was Roland's hair that went into the ritual. So the creature... Kills Roland, which means that now this group of witches are down a member of their coven. And in one of the best twists in a film I've ever seen, they actually end up convincing Josh and Judith to basically become a part of the coven because Josh doesn't want to lose his grandma and Judith loves Josh, so she ends up becoming. witch and you realize that these witches have continued to live for so long because they basically steal the life force of those who are essentially almost dead anyway so it's really interesting what they do but what i love about this film separate to it being a really genuinely good story and a good horror film with great creature design what I love about this film is that it really doesn't shy away from those big topics, from those big discussions. It has loads of beautiful moments talking about grief and death and life and it's one of those films that I think horror is the perfect genre for, where it tackles these really big important topics that nobody really wants to sit with or reflect on but it tackles them through the genre of horror by distracting with scares by making intrigue it's not just about those topics there's something else going on and those topics just happen to be discussed as the film progresses so These are two incredibly different films. Both I would recommend. The Manor definitely has lots of joy, and is one that I will definitely enjoy rewatching and will go back to again. So if you're looking for a film that you'll actually have some fun with, then I would recommend The Manor. Because not only is it well made, beautifully shot, creature, design, spectacular, really strong story, but there also is lots of joy and brevity and it's just an enjoyable film. So that would be the manner for that type, if you're looking for that. If you're looking to kind of basically be (laughs) his. When a sledgehammer of emotions and imagery, then The Farm, that's what you should watch for that. Two very different films. And that's what I love about horror as a genre. It can be so many different things. And that's probably why it's my favourite genre, because it can't be pinned down to one thing. So yeah, these were the two films I watched this week. I hope you enjoyed listening to me kind of discuss both of them in this little kind of bite sized review episode. And I'd highly recommend you watch both. And please follow me on all my social media. So it's Mick Spell That's M-X-B-E-L-M-O-R-R-I-G-A-N. So follow me on all social media. And keep an eye out for future episodes that will be coming out. So thank you for listening again. And tune in next week while I'll talk about whatever films I've watched during the week. Thank you. Stay lovely.